minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Is weightlifting smart? If you're seven times stronger than you are in your weakest range and you're going to pick whatever weight you can handle in your weakest range, is that a smart thing to do? This is probably why some of the guys put chains on the bar. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the problem with that is you might have X amount of weight at the bottom and 1.2X, where your capability is X at the bottom and 7X at the top, but it's not 3.5 in the middle. All of us listening to this podcast are well aware of the importance of sleep. Sleep is when we burn more fat. We make metabolic changes that help to maintain a healthy weight set point and insulin sensitivity. It's when we produce energy that allows us to go all day long and have that high level of focused productivity and flow state to get more done and condense time and achieve our goals faster. And it's also when we clear toxins from our brain, the same toxins that have been shown to cause neurodegenerative disease, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. Our environment has changed a lot over these past few years. We're spending more time on screens than ever before. And the artificial light from our desktop computers, our laptop computers, and our cell phones has been shown in scientific studies to drive down melatonin production. Now, why is that bad? Well, melatonin is your body's sleep hormone. And when melatonin hormone levels drop, your body is unable to clear those toxins from your brain. And it's also not able to go into those deep states of REM and deep sleep where we're clearing those toxins and we're restoring the body and mind. And one of my favorite biohacks to overcome that, because let's be honest, a lot of us need to be on our devices for our work or for maintaining social relationships is blue light blocking glasses, but not just any blue light blocking glasses, because I've tried close to a dozen over the past few years, and many of them just look goofy. Blue Blocks has come out with stylish blue light blocking glasses that are laboratory produced with high quality glass lenses. And they've been proven to block blue and green light, the same frequencies that drive down melatonin in the 400 to 550 nanometer range so that you get better quality sleep, your hormones are imbalanced, working the way that they are supposed to, and you wake up in the morning feeling refreshed. It's one of my favorite biohacks for optimizing my sleep. And (laughs) I've noticed that it's the only pair that I've actually stuck with wearing. I ended up getting all three pairs. I start the day with the clear ones. I transition to the yellow ones later in the day. And around sunset, I put on the red Sleep Plus Maverick ones. And they've made a big shift in optimizing my sleep and my quality of life. And I know they'll do the same for you. If you guys want to check it out, go to www.blueblocks.com forward slash biohacks. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S and enter discount code BIOHACKED. That's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-E-D to save some dough. 
Hey guys, Anthony here, and I just wanted to give you a big biohacked thank you for listening. I'm so humbled and grateful that you're spending some of your day with me and the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you get any value from this episode, or you've gotten value from previous episodes, it would mean the world if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends, family members, and coworkers on social media. That way we can continue to spread this information and positively impact as many lives as possible. And it's also how our podcast gets discovered by more people. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Dr. Jayquish, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk because I, I've become a big advocate of home workouts over the past few years, not only for sure. time, avoiding the, the back and forth to the gym, but uh, also as a tool for staying productive throughout the day. And as I've gotten older, I've found myself gravitating more and more towards tools that leverage the minimum effective dose. What's the least amount of time and energy invested that's going to deliver a specific result? And you have created some innovations in the muscle building space and the bone density space that are doing big things. Yeah. So take us back to where were you 13 years ago that sparked the recognition of a need for these tools in the market? Yeah. Uh, So what happened? uh, My mother was diagnosed with osteoporosis. That's really how this whole thing started. And so I looked into what I could do for her from a physical medicine standpoint. I was a student athlete. I played rugby. And uh, you look so I, like a rugby player for anyone that's listening. Dr. Jayquish is a ball of muscle that looks like he'd be very difficult to tackle. <laughs> funny. I was not muscular at all when I played rugby. So I, I wanted to be, in fact, part of the reason I did wrestling, swimming and track in high school. And I went out for rugby because I was tired of being in sports where I was not encouraged to be stronger. Like wrestling, you know, I wrestled uh, 135s and then 152s my senior year. I mean, it was like, I was just, I was lean, but I was small. And so like, I think I was like 160, 170 pounds when I played rugby in, in uh, undergrad. So that, yes, I get that a lot. Yet I, I wish I were in this kind of condition when I played rugby. I'd be playing for the Eagles. I'd be, I'd be on the national team if, if, if I had this kind of size because I still have my same speed that I did back then. And for context, how young are you right now? And what do you weigh today? I'm six foot two twenty. uh, very low body fat. I, I, I thought I was around 9% based on calipers, but, um, I've recently started using DEXA scans instead of calipers and basically no one is as lean as they think they are, which is cool because that means we can all get a lot leaner. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it turns out when I thought I was 9%, I was probably more like, I don't know, 14 or something like that. But I'm closer to 10 now. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can see like vascularity and oh, arm yeah. separation, yeah. stuff like that. You, you got, got visible abs. In, you know, in, uh, oh, yeah, my abs. Like you can see all my abs. Uh, you can't see like veins in my abs quite yet. <laughs> but uh, I'm getting there. I'm uh, also, I don't really like diet down. Like, I kind of just right under caloric maintenance and, uh, and then I use a, a, a very, very potent 
uh, essential amino acid complex called Fortigen. Uh, and then, um, you know, so I, I have that and then I, I, I only eat steak. Really? You're doing the carnivore. carnivore? Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Yeah. One meal a day, you know, two pounds plus a steak. I haven't had anything other than steak or meats, uh, since November 1st of 2017. Oh, wow. And I feel awesome. We're going to need to talk a little bit more about that because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are interested yeah. and, and I've heard mixed things. I've considered trying it myself. Um, let's come if, back to car. If you do it right, you'll never go back. Yeah. Never. Okay. I'm going to look, I'm going to, I'm going to come, I'm going to come to you for some beginner steps where you recommend sourcing your meat, how you recommend doing it, what you found to work. Well, okay. I am interested. You Many, yeah. So we, I totally took us, you know, down a, down a, <laughs> a rat hole, but, uh, so, well, uh, what happened, my mother was diagnosed with osteoporosis. I designed a device to put axial compression on the bone. So this is the axis of a bone. We compress it end to end. So you're pointing to your upper arm from shoulder to yeah. elbow. And you're so talking the length of the humerus bone. You want to compress it from end to end. Think about a straw. You can bend a straw real easy. Mm-hmm. But if you put force end to end, it can take a lot more force because there's a, a shearing wall effect. Right. And, and the bone coincidentally is like a straw. It's kind of hard on the outside and soft on the inside. So, um, developed that device, uh, it's a robotic musculoskeletal system, uh, to increase bone density. The, the equipment's about a hundred thousand dollars and they're, they're in clinics, uh, called. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And And that uh, was, I think we have 127 locations right now in seven different countries. There's a tremendous amount of promising research behind that device too. Enough so that even in 2016, that was one of the one of the technologies we included in the Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's based on principles of human physiology. We there's hundreds of research studies that show that high impact develops bone density better than anything else. In fact, the minimum dose response for triggering your hip. To, to grow in bone density is 4.2 multiples of body weight. So people don't get that in a gym ever. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd snap under that weight trying to squat. Right. Right. Okay. But in high impact, you get it. So, uh, so you started with OsteoStrong. It was right. created out of necessity for your own mother who had osteoporosis. You were right. trying to trying to offer a solution to keep her from ending up in a wheelchair or uh, compromised in some fashion. Yeah. Or just having a hip fracture. There's a 50% chance of death after the age of 50 in one year uh, of a hip fracture. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's, it's It's the complications that end the life. You know, they can't heal from it or they can't walk again and quality of life's compromised and they get pneumonia and they can't get over the pneumonia because they can't move around. And so how does the OsteoStrong work for someone that's never seen it or never used it before? What type of, of impact emulation? I wrote a book called Osteogenic Loading. Okay. Right here. Okay. Uh, we'll link to that. So that's on Amazon and a lot of people have purchased that book. Uh, it's a little bit out of date because there's been some great research since then that came out in 2012. Okay. Yeah. Amazing research come out in 2015 which 
just is so much more powerful than the book. So I don't recommend going out and getting the book. It's maybe the first time that a guest has unsold their book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't, don't. In fact, if you just go to like my website, johnjakewish.com and just read the research, like you can spend like a four page research paper has more powerful information than a 200 page book just because it's newer and the tests were much more specific. Right. What was so interesting about this and probably the most interesting to your listeners is I reversed my mother's osteoporosis in the, the bone loss and thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people. Uh, and so osteostrone is collecting all that data and there's success stories all over the place. What was so astonishing to me was that I looked at what humans were able to tolerate and the force they could create themselves because it works like squeezing a fist. Like you can't squeeze your own fist hard enough to break your own finger. Right. The neural inhibitory process. Like your, your central nervous system will stop a muscle from contracting if you're putting enough pressure on a joint or on a bone where uh, damage could be caused. Mm. So and, like here's, some, here's something interesting. It takes more force to bite through a carrot than it does to bite through your own finger. Come on. But you can't bite through your finger, can you? No, I've, I haven't given it the old There's college no try. research <laughs> on that. That's, that, I, that's, a, that's sort of an anecdote that I, I heard when I first uh, started talking to some neurologists about neural inhibitory process. Right. Very fascinating. Neural inhibition is also why most people don't do jack shit in the gym. Where they go in the gym and they look the same month after month, year after year. These are also the people who comment on the internet like they're experts. You just had me thinking. Right. This morning I, I went, I go for body work a couple times a month and I see Dr. Aaron Applebaum in Boca and it's, it's the hardest thing in my life by far, harder than any workout, harder than any ice bath or because he gets so deep into the fascia and some of these trigger points. And the reason I go is because of what you just explained, neural inhibition. When I put a lacrosse ball underneath my glutes, I can only get so deep because your body kind of runs from the pain. And with, with yeah. him doing it, 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 it's, oh it's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. I don't have a choice. I'm, it, it, I'm putting myself in a situation where neural inhibition is taken out. You understand that perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I got accused early days of X3 that I, I made up neural inhibition. Like there's no such thing. <laughs> Cause I was, I was telling guys, like when you feel joint pain, when you lift weights, muscles are shutting off. Like you're not getting a workout. You're just hurting yourself. And they were furious with that, that kind of comment. Oh, you're making all this up. And it's like, you could have Googled it. Like you Google it. There's just like page after page of uh, neurological research on this, but they don't this, Google things. They just think they're experts. This is where I see the greatest application of OsteoStrong and X3 bar and the technology that you've, that you've innovated is engaging the muscles and creating enough generating enough force and time under tension mm -hmm. to spark an anabolic response, but minimizing risk of injury that comes with momentum and like yeah. these principles of progressive overload. When just about anyone that's listening, that's lifted for over a decade has probably tried to just 
continually increase the weight and you find that your tendons and joints give out before the muscles usually. Right. And there's an injury that then sets you back. Absolutely. So what I was saying was I was uh, shocked by how much force humans were capable of in these more powerful impact ready ranges of motion. And when I saw how, like when your arm is almost at full extension, not at full extension, but almost there, you're capable of seven times the force production than you are in the weaker range of motion, which really means weightlifting. Is weightlifting smart? If you're seven times stronger than you are in your weakest range and you're gonna pick whatever weight you can handle in your weakest range, is that a smart thing to do? This is probably why some of the guys put chains on the bar. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, now, the problem with that is you might have X amount of weight at the bottom and 1.2X, where right. your capability is X at the bottom and 7X at the top, but it's not 3.5 in the middle. Right. Because it's a steep curve. And I plotted that curve. Like, I have that data. In my, ne my next book that's coming out, it's going to be all about that. That's going to upset a lot of people. Who I love this. Really I really think I have all the answers. <laughs> yeah. Well, this uh, is fantastic. Okay. I like being the most hated guy in fitness. It's cool. <laughs> uh, because, because the people who look at what I have to say and they go, you know, this guy's saying the opposite of everything I've heard. He's saying the opposite of all the bodybuilders, he's saying the opposite of all this stuff, but it totally makes sense. So I had to just give this thing a shot. And so like as, as home gyms go, X3 is the absolute cheapest one you can get. It also fits in a drawer. Mm -hmm. You, know, so you, you can bring it with you when you travel. Oh yeah, I, I bring it everywhere. I, yeah. I fly uh, over 200,000 miles a year, my X3. I'm, I mean, like people are like, did you bring your X3 with you? And I'm like, yeah, does Thor leave his hammer at home? Of course I have my X3 with me. Yeah. So yeah, always bring it with me. <laughs> um, the effectiveness is just there. I get invited to all these like really high-end gyms. I'm like, hey, yeah, we can train together at this great gym. And so I show up at the gym and I bring my X3 and I, I take it out of the bag, take it out of the carrying case. And uh, I do my X3 workout and they're like, well, we have this machine and this machine. And I'm like, seriously, all this stuff is garbage. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm happy I'm here with, you know, the individual inviting me, but it's just like, I don't, like it's all inferior next to what I'm doing. Yeah. So, you know, don't care. I, I've been loving the fact that I had cut out deadlifts from, from a lot of my training splits because it Absolutely. was, it was like just strong so men don't even deadlift. I just, um, it was, I forgot the guy's name. Was it Eddie Hall on, it was, no, it was on Rogan re recently on Rogan? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Right. The guys who do strongman competition, it's just the risk to reward isn't there. Right. Yeah, I wish Dr. Baker had been there, Sean Baker. He, he loves doing the deadlift. He's a world record deadlift holder, and he does deadlift training with X3. Now, it's not the only thing he does, because like, he's, he's, he's trying to get good at the sport of the deadlift. Right. For guys like you and me, we don't give a shit about how much we deadlift. It's nope. just, I want to be as strong as possible. Mm -hmm. Being good at lifting weights is not something I care about. Yep. So, so ultimately, it's, uh, it's just about how do we trigger the maximum amount of growth. And so based on what I saw in the bone density research, I, I realized I was looking at a set of data that no human being had ever seen before. And my bone density device 
drove a discovery of this of, of biomechanics. Like I now am able to quantify the differences from weak to stronger range. And I just now have a, a, a complete case for saying weightlifting is just not a, a really intelligent use of our musculature. We need to weight the changes as we move. And not just a little bit, not just throwing small bands at the end of a regular Olympic bar. We need huge variants. So when I do the chest press, I hold 100 pounds at the bottom, 300 pounds in the middle, and 540 pounds at the top. So it's a massive uh, curve of force. Mm -hmm. And then I fatigue the stronger range first. So I hit 20 repetitions with that 540 pounds until I can't get there anymore. Then I'm doing half repetitions. So you diminish the range. So every part of the range of motion is fatigued in accordance to the amount of myofibrils that fire during that activity. All right, all right, all right. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. Now let's take a quick second to check out some cool biohacks from this show's sponsors. This episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show is brought to you by Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products, CBD standing for cannabidiol. Now, we are real excited about this partnership because Veritas means truth in Latin, and we are big believers in bringing you guys the truth, not just through this podcast, but by making sure that any products that we share or that we bring on as sponsors are products that we personally use, believe in, and endorse ourselves. And that is the case with Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products. The reason that they're so great, they are full spectrum hemp products, meaning that they have all of the beneficial phytonutrients that you get in a quality CBD product. 99% of the CBD products on the market are CBD isolate, and they're just being resold, meaning they're coming from a few small manufacturers. They've only got one tiny part of all of the important phytonutrients that you need to get the benefits you want from a CBD product, and they're just a bunch of different companies reselling them. Veritas Farms is vertically integrated, meaning they own the farm. They ensure that there are no pesticides being added. It's organic, and then they control the entire process from harvesting to extraction until that product ends up at your door. That's what I love it. It's kind of like farm to table, but for CBD. And the benefits that I've noticed, my sleep is better. I feel like I get a deeper, more restful night's sleep. I'm less stressed. I never have periods of anxiety. I feel calm and focused throughout the day, and it even decreases in inflammation when I have flights or other things where inflammation is an inevitable part of life. You take a little extra CBD and it can be very helpful for stress, anxiety, sleep, and that inflammation. So if you guys want to check it out, we've arranged a 15% discount for you guys. To get that, you can go to theveritasfarms.com forward slash biohacks. I'll spell it out. T-H-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S-F-A-R-M-S.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to save 15%. Check out the Veritas Farms CBD. You guys are going to absolutely love it. All right. Thank you so much for making the Biohacking Secret Show podcast a part of your day. We appreciate it more than words can express. Now let's get back to the episode. Is this with the X3 bar or the osteoarthritis? X3, yeah, this is X3. X3. Okay, so you've got you've got the bar attached to a band of varying resistance resistances based on your strength level, and you're saying when you're almost almost fully extended, you're 500 plus pounds. Halfway, you're about 350 pounds, and then down at the beginning, it's much much lighter. 
Yeah. And like a hundred pounds. So when I finally go to fatigue in that weaker range of motion, it, it's like, it doesn't matter. Uh, because like a hundred pounds is nothing. Yeah. Based on, you know, like the, my, my strength level, it's just it's nothing. Yeah. So I can just go. And right. from, from when you developed this, how did it get to a point where I've seen Tom Brady using it? I know the Miami heat uses it, the rock, like how did it get to this level of, of popularity and assimilation into high performers and, and, you know, world-class athletes? Well, the professional sports team in Miami that plays basketball uh, won't mention their name because <laughs> I was, you know, no, so I, you know, it's like they're protective of their brand. I, so, I've seen uh, it. You don't, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't. Like yeah. it's because, you know, you don't, you don't want to be like mentioning a brand and like trying to like, you know, make money off a brand and then they yeah. We're not trying to do so, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, the strength coaches uh, of, you know, certain professional teams have me out and I take, the uh, the teams through the workout and I and uh, I take some pictures and you know so you can look at my social media account you can see right. that um, in fact one of them made uh, made an article in uh, Baltimore Sun about the Miami Heat's uh, you know training training nice right what, what is your Instagram while we're on that it's uh, D R J A Q U I S H Dr Jaquish. All right. That's where we'll link to that in the show notes as well. That's where people can check out some of these, some of these photos. All right. Nice. Yeah. And then as far as like some of the celebrities and pro athletes that have grabbed a hold of it, uh, they just get it. And because ultimately like, like amateur lifters, people who go to the gym, uh, some of them will tolerate a lot more risk than an athlete will, because an athlete knows if he or she gets hurt, that could be the end of the career. Mm-hmm. Like if, a, if an actor who's known for having a, a champion looking physique tears a tricep or something like that, that could be career ending. Yep. Cause they can't train that muscle anymore or they've got chronic pain or they can't move or they need some surgery. And now they got scars and stuff. And so it's like, eh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll just find some other muscle stuff. So they're very concerned with their safety. Now, like you see people bouncing bench press bars off of their chest and lifting sloppy, but you know, uh, and they're adults, but I suppose it doesn't matter to them because they know if they get hurt. They probably just get to take time off work and don't care. Uh, they should be because they do want to be healthy later in life. They should be concerned with such things. Right. You know, there's all levels of intelligence out there. Typically, these these are not individuals who are in the greatest shape in terms of body composition and that sort of thing that are yeah. engaging those in those types of lifts. It doesn't. Yeah. It, uh, they may be strong, but we're going for we're going for longevity here. We're going for fat yeah. loss. We're going for hypertrophy. Yeah. How how was it that you discovered? weight training not to be the optimal optimal stimulus for muscle it growth. was it was that data that i had like i okay. looked at the data and it was just obvious to me wow like i've been lifting weights for 20 and at that time it was like 20 years i've been lifting weights like since mm-hmm. really young 
And other than like growing up and getting older and putting on weight because I was like older, yeah. I really didn't. Like you look at me and you'd be like, yeah, I got a suit athletic. Whereas now people stop me in the street like, wow, like are you in the NFL? Like I get questions like that. So I, I would, and also like another, another thing, like when I wear a shirt before starting this thing, cause I put on 45 pounds of muscle using just X3. Uh, when I put on a shirt before, like nobody would ever reference fitness or exercise to me. Like it, it was sort of like, no one knew I don't like worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that 99% of the population is like that, which is, which is so funny because people, when I say weightlifting is really not the best approach, I have a much better way to do it. People get so offended and then like, like 99% of people that walk into a gym, you would never know they ever exercised. Right. They it's, look it's, just either mediocre or fat. And it's year over year. Year over there's, year. There's, just, there's very little change. Right. And, and I can explain why. It's a lousy stimulus they're giving themselves. Also, most of them have terrible nutrition too. Which right. is I mentioned Fortigen. That's why I developed Fortigen because yeah. people aren't getting the proper amount of protein. Protein sources out there are very inefficient in in the uh, human digestive system. So Fortigen is a bacterial uh, fermentation culture byproduct, and uh, it it is the most biousable protein because it's straight essential amino acids in the correct proportions. Which there's a lot of research on that. Most essential amino acid producers are not anywhere near those proportions because there's a pretty big cost to get those proportions correct. And so they just don't do it and just hope the uninformed consumer will just buy their product, but they don't get the results out of it. So, so, you, you, so it was two things. First, I launched X3. Yeah. People, people who got the right amount of protein We'll shift into that next, but people got the right amount of protein, just started putting on, there's a whole series of people on the website who put on 20 pounds of muscle. Keep in mind, these natural athletes, these just guys, just regular people out there. I'm talking about males, by the way. Uh, not, not a lot of women have put on 20 pounds of muscle. Uh, maybe like five, uh, but these guys put on 20 pounds of muscle in six months. Wow. And that's right. That's like a lifetime goal for a lot of guys who've been going to the gym for years. Man, if I could put on 20 pounds of muscles, like that's the body I want. And, and so that's the kind of results it was producing. But then I noticed there was a portion of the customer base that just, they were just kind of write into the, to the user's group or, or email the company and say, gosh, like I'm doing the exercises correctly, following exactly the video programming uh, that the company provides. But the mass isn't showing up. I'm losing, well, they lose body fat very quickly because there's also, because of the self-stabilization, there's a lot of stabilization firing, massive upregulation of growth hormone. I wrote a meta-analysis a few years ago and uh, very, very powerful stimulus for growth hormone. So they lose body fat quickly, but they weren't putting on the mass. And in, in every case, I would say, how many grams of protein are you getting? Oh, I get plenty of protein. Count it for me. Just tell me like yesterday, you know what you ate yesterday. And they'd say like 60 grams or something like that. You know, a guy weighs like 100, 180 pounds. Right. 
you got to have at least a gram per pound of body weight. There's a lot of research on this. And this is, this is for anabolic growth, hypertrophy, putting on yeah. muscle. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not getting that, you won't grow. Right. Yeah. There is now, just a, a calorie and, and macronutrient, specifically protein aspect to this. Right. By the way, carbohydrates, I think there's four studies that have found this. Carbohydrates play absolutely no role whatsoever on muscle protein synthesis. Nothing. They're not involved with it. That's interesting. Yeah. Which is why I just threw that in the trash. Now, if, if, um, so we've worked with a lot of guys over the years where the only change, like once we made sure that they had a proper muscle stimulus, they were, they were lifting heavy. This was before the back three bar was even around. Um, when we integrated rice, Jasmine rice, sushi rice post-workout into their last meal of the day, mm-hmm. that change alone was enough to really help them start putting on muscle. Like this is anecdotally, not, not study speaking. Um, and we had attributed it to the anabolic response that comes from some insulin and a timed strategic, you know, no more than once every other day, anabolics, uh, insulin spike rather. What, insulin, what are your thoughts on that? Insulin has only been seen to act in an anabolic fashion in one study, which hyperdosed insulin far beyond what the body can. For some reason, I lost audio, just cut out. Are you able to hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Of course, if Sorry you about that. Audio, then you... All right, there we go. Sorry about that. It was, it was right when you said insulin has... Okay, so there is there has only been one study that showed insulin plays a role in muscle protein synthesis, but it was when people were injecting hyperdoses. Oh yeah, yeah. So insulin in your natural state, your natural biochemistry, does nothing for muscle protein synthesis, not anything at all. Now, glycogen. Holding glycogen gives you some energy. That is true. So it, it, there is a reservoir of that in the form of ATP glycogen itself and creatine phosphate. However, it's not necessary. And once you get sort of fat adapted, once you're like in a ketogenic state, it, it just doesn't make much of a difference. And, okay. and, and of course, you're you're going to be in a ketogenic state for an extended period of time when you quit carbohydrates. You just don't need them. It doesn't do anything. Interesting. Interesting. Let's talk a little bit more about some of these hormonal pathways that are being impacted and, and how the, this technology simulates growth hormone, testosterone, et cetera. So first in the stabilization firing, what I saw in the meta-analysis uh, was as I was pulling this data together. So rapid stabilization, think like sprinting. You ever not look at the skull of a sprinter and it stays absolutely stable mm-hmm. because they have stabilization firing going on all over the body, which is regulated by like, like the neural inhibitory process is part of what keeps the skull stable because stability will allow the body to fire more musculature. So when you first start doing speed training, the, the, the progress curve is very steep because the changes are pretty much neurological. 
in the very beginning, before before there's a muscular protein synthesis thing. So your body's learning how to fire more tissue more quickly. So uh, when when that happens, these stabilization firing events in rapid succession, there's an upregulation of growth hormone and downregulation of cortisol. So the two are typically inversely related, but there's some exceptions to that. So ultimately, like this is why I tell people not to do cardio because cardio does the opposite. It upregulates cortisol and downregulates growth hormone. So you're losing muscle very quickly and you're protecting body fat, mm-hmm. which is pretty Especially much the opposite of what everyone wants. Yeah. And most people are, are already walking around with cortisol dysregulation because of how much stress is in our modern lifestyle. And if you throw in the wrong type of training, it's right. adding insult to injury. <coughs> yeah. 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 And yet, yet people are on treadmills from the way I walk by the gym, just pissing away 30 minutes, 40 minutes of their life on a treadmill. Some harder muscle. Yeah, I would. Yeah, exactly. Just sacrificing muscle and staying fatter longer. Uh, so, so growth hormone is huge. Now you get more growth hormone based on stabilization firing plus load. Now, the load doesn't specifically affect it, but there's, the stabilizers have to fire in a more significant manner to stabilize you if you're in, imposing load on the body. So that's, that's like one of the first changes. Now, testosterone is primarily affected by load. So... We, with X3, we're going way heavier than we ever would with a weight for more repetitions than we typically would with a weight. So the standard X3 protocol is you never do less than 15 repetitions and you go all the way up to 40, sometimes more repetitions because you're holding an incredible amount of weight and you're doing it. You're able to do it for more repetitions because you have so much capability in your in your impact ready range of motion it's it's incredible like i said i'm hitting that 540 pounds for 20 repetitions sometimes i've even even been like almost uh, i've been past 30 repetitions but you try the repetitions are really slow and controlled so it's way more about the squeeze and feeling the rep than about the number so i think some extra users get really lost in how many reps they got and, and you're talking about one really good quality set, though. Yeah, one set. Don't need more than one set. So you're not doing fact, five you sets did it and right, eight reps. You shouldn't be able to do another set. If you can do another set, then you pretty much screwed up your first set. Okay. Yeah, uh, you should be devastated by the end. And that's it. So for, let's say someone, someone picks up an X3 bar. They already have one at home. What is the type of workout that you have seen with yourself, with your clients to produce the best anabolic response for muscle growth? And if someone's like, look, I'm, I'm committed to putting on 20 pounds of muscle in the next six months. Tell me what to do, Dr. Jaquish. It's just the standard protocol. It's the same for everybody. I, I, everyone says, I, I want a custom program for my goals. And I'm like, well, do you want to be fat? And they're like, no. Do you want to be weak? No. Okay, great you can follow the same protocol everybody else does because everybody wants to be leaner and stronger. So the hell are you talking about? Custom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so what we're focused on is stabilization, firing, 
getting more load on the body, more repetitions, feeling the repetitions, and then diminishing range. So we really make sure, like sometimes when people post a video, I'm not always nice to the people who post the video, even, even fans of the product, because, you know, sometimes you go to your doctor and your doctor says, you're fat. You got to drop some weight or you're going to die. Like they're not there to just, you know, pat you on the head and say, good job. They're there to just tell you how it is. So you know, sometimes I got to tell people how it is. Right. So I'll tell them like you quit too early. You didn't do diminishing the diminishing range. You have to do that diminishing range. You, the last repetition should be like an inch or a couple of centimeters. And it's because you're so exhausted. You can't even move which is the type of fatigue you can never get to with a weight because you fatigue all ranges of motion with very high force. Um, and ultimately when it comes to growing muscle because of the testosterone uh, secretion, but also when you do the heavy imposing of load, which is you know, way heavier with X3, you're upregulating the receptor sites. There's a great study from a year ago, which, looked at receptor activity as the biggest anabolic precursor, not the amount of hormones somebody has. So if you have active testosterone receptors in musculature, you're going to grow. That's and huge. The, the way, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it also, it, it kind of uh, really confirmed one of my theories, which is a lot of people who take anabolic chemicals, like it, it's, it's not even what your biochemistry can use. Hence, a lot of it manifests in side effects. So I, I totally agree. We look yeah. at hundreds of labs in, in, in exhaustive detail every year. And I've seen so many guys who have natural testosterone levels of high 700s, 800s, even into the 900s, who have very little muscle Don't ever sex drive. That. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's not because their body isn't producing it. I believe a big part of it is, is related to those receptor sites that get thrown right. off due to chronic inflammation. Right. Activity goes up, your body makes more. Right. Yeah. Like, so the, the, the real way to do this is strategically, you know, clearly I have a biased opinion, X3, because I know how powerful it is is a strategy to get the highest loads on the body in the safest possible way, open up receptor sites like they've never been open before, your body upregulates testosterone and you grow. Yeah. Very powerful. That's what I've been loving about it is that it's brought back some of these lifts that I, that I had in the high risk category where it just the, the trade-off wasn't there. And I'm, oh, I'm deadlifting with it now. Ben Rose went like generally like, Guys one of over them. 30 years old because they're like, I really feel my lower back in the row. Yeah. So they go to some sort of rowing machine, which is like not really following a natural path. Yep. It's not giving them what they need. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be applying the diminishing uh, range of motion because I wasn't doing that using X3 bar. What might that look like a typical set? Am I, am I putting on, um, how, how do you know that you've got the right band? How many reps do you do in the hardest, heaviest range of motion, you know, at the, at the top and then you the want to range? do at least 15 complete reps and okay. then the partial reps. So we have an app X3 tracker. <clears throat> which tracks your performance. And I tell people don't get too wrapped up in the, in the reps. So you really want to slow 
controlled. Let, oh, the slower you go, the more stabilization, firing, more growth hormone. Uh, that's that's where it'd be. But uh, you still you want to get at least fifteen repetitions, and then uh, you count the the partial repetitions also. Now the first few partials will be maybe uh, three quarter repetition, and the last one may just be like you know centimeters. Okay, this yeah. makes sense. Absolute exhaustion, and then. You know, the question is, should I do more than one set? No, because if you did it right, you can't. Okay, so choose a rate, uh, a weight where you are smoked after 15 full range of motion reps, and then you go into the partial reps, starting with the hardest portion of the range of motion first, which like if we're doing a chest press as I'm going through the motions over here, that's just at the top, you know, a few inches, maybe down to the three-quarter mark. Well, you know, every repetition is full range. Okay. So the first... You know, uh, well, the first 15 repetitions at minimum or all the way up to 40, you know, if it's like calves, I go like 60 repetitions. Uh, they're full range repetitions. And then at some point you can't get to the stronger range because that weight is gotcha. so high. Gotcha. Then okay. you do. See, it's, it's your user of the product and like, it's like, I, I, ha I clearly haven't conveyed that. I did a new set of uh, videos, by the way, which are much more concise than the original set of videos. All right. That, that I'll dive be. into them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give you the link. You can put that in the show notes. Yeah, I, I definitely will. But, I, I've just been doing it until I couldn't do any more, but I was stopping okay. well before those partial reps that you've been described. Partial reps. So when I couldn't get any more full range of motion ones, I was go, boom, that's a set. Right, right. You, okay. you want to go way more than that. Uh, and then, and then when, when people do that, like I said, six months, 20 pounds of muscle. And then after coming up with Fortigen, which is just a much more efficient protein, so you use almost 100% of the, the protein, so there's no nitrogen, there's no nitrogen waste. You can tell, like, you know how you have a steak and then you go to urinate and your urine looks like beer? There's yeah, bubbles in it. That's nitrogen. It's just that's the protein that your body could not metabolize because it was not exactly the appropriate uh, amino acids, and so the amino acids that could not be utilized just get just get excreted in the form of nitrogen. Okay, now makes sense. right. So, Fortigen doesn't have that. So it's straight essential amino acids in the proper proportion so that your body can really utilize so it's like I, I i tell i tell people and this is on the website uh 10 grams of that is like 50 grams of standard protein source like a, like a whey shake you know like that's like two whey protein you know 25 gram uh shakes which of course are so destructive to your intestines uh, I don't, yeah, I don't do well with the weight. No, nobody does. Yeah. I mean, you're just, it's, it's like there's, like there's raccoons running around in your intestines. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, this it just absorbs in 30 minutes. What, what's it based out of? What's the it's bacterial fermentation. Okay. Really, yeah. And it's not, so it's not like an, an egg that's then bacterial fermented or mm -mm. no. Okay. No. All right. Interesting. No, uh, yeah, the, the base material that they start uh, the fermentation on is um, it's a complex of uh, all kinds of stuff. But you know, and, and each 
amino acids a little different. So they, they need to, it grows in, in a culture. And then, you know, once all the bacteria dies off and just the fermentation is left, then it's harvested. And what made you choose that process over? Cause there's a lot of amino acid products and, and complexes. And there's, uh, this is the first I've heard of the bacterial fermentation. Well, there was some, some uh, studies in the late nineties, which showed that a certain process of uh, essential amino acid sort of farming with fermentation could be done that could be utilized. And it was primarily aimed at cancer patients as an anti-wasting protocol. It really didn't make it into sports performance. And so <clears throat> I was aware of the formula. I was aware of the professors who created it. And so I, I, when, when I came across like a portion of the extra users that just weren't getting enough protein, I tell them you need to eat a couple pounds of meat a day. And, you know, they're like, oh, I can't do that. Now I would always ask them, why can't you do that? Is it just hard to eat that much in one sitting or two sittings. Look at you challenging or, their beliefs. I like it. <laughs> or is it because you're eating a bunch of other trash like pizza and ice cream and stuff that's just giving you diabetes? Uh, little, I, little diabetes cakes. Man, I am, I am like, I am. Can I use profanity on your show? Go for it. Let her rip. I'm a fucking dick when it comes to nutrition because I, I just see people making all kinds of excuses and behaving like children when it comes to, you know, when I see like stop eating ice cream pizza. Well, what about a, when a football game is on? I'm like, <laughs> you sound like a two year old. Just shut up. Don't eat it. Just don't eat it. It's not food. It, it just blows my mind how adults are acting like actual babies. When especially when we're so concerned with toxins and the biggest toxin affecting just about sure. everyone listening to this yeah. is our, our toxins of choice that we know exactly. we shouldn't be using exactly. as fuel. Oh yeah. Like there's people who like that would never use sunscreen because it's carcinogenic. And then, you know, they're eating like Buffalo wings and chips and uh, some kind of salsa that is just concentrated oxalates. Like what are you doing? Like it just, oh, I hear you. So, you know, so I tell people where I got with the protein is a lot of the people, they just wouldn't give up the carbohydrates. Yeah. I mean, there are people and I'm not going to shame them for that. Uh, I mean, maybe we should start a carb shaming movement. Well, (laughs) you're carb shaming me. I'm not going to make fun of people who are overweight because they're addicted to carbohydrates and I want to be supportive of those people. But the people who really want to be top performers yet they're not willing to give up whatever. And they're like, well, I want to enjoy my life. You know, how is it enjoyable to, to be, have, you know, uh, a metabolic dysfunction? How's that enjoyable? There, I had to come to grips like, with the facts. It's like saying to smokers, like, is lung disease enjoyable? Are you enjoying your life with your lungs? Right. Yeah. It's stupid comment. It, it's, it's a disproportionate focus on instant gratification without the looking at the, the situation truthfully and exactly. being honest about the fact that like this may give me pleasure for 90 minutes or less, but it's going to slow me down for the next two to four days or five days and affect my hormonal pathways that I'm busting my butt on the X3 bar two days a week to optimize. Right. 
Right. Exactly. Awesome. So, Have you seen applications for the X3 bar? Are you seeing people with autoimmune diseases gravitating towards it? Because there's, yes, there's so many people yes, now. Because like, like the RA patients are. Yeah. 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 Like where does the joint hurt the most in the weakest range of motion? Mm-hmm. We're offloading that. And then we're hyperloading the stronger range of motion. So they do it and it, they can get through it. And some of them say like, this is the only exercise I can do without being in extreme pain. And then of course, then I get them on carnivore nutrition, which takes their C-reactive protein levels down and they, they start, you know, not having inflammation. Uh, you know who Michaela Peterson is? No. Jordan, Jordan Peterson's daughter. I know Jordan Peterson. Okay. Yeah. So she had autoimmune dysfunction her whole life. She had a number of joint replacements before I believe she was 20. And I just spoke her hip too, right? Say it again. May have even been her hip, right? I thought I saw a clip of Ron Rogan talking. And I think there might even be another joint replacement. So she had an autoimmune disease that was just so brutal, very damaging to joints, chronic pain. She went carnivore and all of this pain is gone because the chronic cellular inflammatories are no longer part of her nutrition. Have you had, so you recommend carnivore to a lot of clients. Well, I, my, the recommendation is ketogenic, sometime restricted eating and getting rid of sugar. Okay. So that's the recommendation. Then there's what I do which is one meal a day carnivore. However, I used to think when I first went carnivore that that was like an extreme thing. I no longer feel that way because uh, I I actually think carnivore is way easier than standard ketogenic nutrition. The way that you just uh, outlined it, it sounds pretty easy. One meal a day, two pounds of meat. And you don't crave anything. You're never upset. You can't have something. You know, somebody brings out a cake and you're like, yeah, I remember I used to like eating something like that. But, you know, it's like I used to play with Legos too, but I don't really need to do that anymore. So for someone like me who's had an interest in this for a while, how would I take this from, uh, you know, theory into, into practical application? Where do you get your meat? Uh, what's, what does a typical day look like for Dr. So, Jayquish? So like I weigh 220 pounds, so I want to get 220 grams of protein, but 50 grams are taken care of with just the 10 grams of fortigen. Okay. So uh, 170 have got to come from protein source, you know, through, through meat. And I'll try and eat uh, just steak. Uh, if I'm, some days it'll be ribeyes. That's going to probably put me right at kind of caloric maintenance level. Uh, if I go porterhouse or uh, New York steak, I did New York steaks last night. Um, you know, then it's, then I, then I get at a deficit. I'll even do, this is going to blow your mind. I'll even do fast food meats. And here's why the quality of a McDonald's beef patty is actually higher than what you get at most nice restaurants. What? Oh yeah. Really nice, really high quality beef. In fact, I got a Michelin star chef who used to do the buying uh, for McDonald's meats in Spain. I got on camera and he said, I'll always feed my family at McDonald's, just the meat, throw the bun away, the bun's toxic. 
you know, fries are garbage. Obviously, Coca-Cola is just, you know, it's, it's a precursor to diabetes. Uh, all that other stuff's not food. McDonald's sells it because people want it. But the, a McDonald's cow, most of its life is grass-fed. They corn finish them to make them just a little bit fatter. But think about predators. If we were lions in the Serengeti, would we want to target the leanest, strongest gazelle to eat or the fattest, slowest one? Yeah, fattest, of course. Of course. Yeah. Right. So like when you corn finish an animal, corn to a cow is like a bucket of candy bars in front of some of these people who have no self-control that I was just talking about. So I had a tough time with candy bars. <laughs> there was a bucket of them in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, not having it around helps. That's uh, the only way I can do it. Yeah, I just, dude. I just don't keep it around, and then I'm golden. Yeah. 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 Somebody. Somebody. My mother's from Belgium. Somebody brought a bunch of Belgian waffles over. Oh man. And it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I'm never going to eat a Belgian waffle again. Just not yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Just not <laughs> Today's today. not the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, where was I? Help me out. You were, you were kind of breaking down how you do carnivore. You mentioned ribeyes, porterhouses, New York strips, yeah, McDonald's quality, meat yeah, being actually like higher. Fast food meats. So yeah. if somebody believes they got sick from a McDonald's burger, they can track that back to the cow. They can produce the health record of the cow. And oh. they actually ended up doing this for liability reasons. So if somebody would say, oh, I got poisoned by that terrible quality meat, you know, like McDonald's is the villain and McDonald's is just like, all right, we're tired of this crap. Uh, and so what, what they did was they put such tight controls and standards on their meat production, it, ended, it ends up being better. Wow. And, and, and they all do this, like Taco Bell does this. Uh, now, again, they still have sauces that are full of all kinds of chemicals and garbage uh probably the only fast food place i would just say is like a straight up thumbs down is panda express they put a terrible chemical in just about everything msg uh i'm not sure about msg but like just you know like vegetable oil and everything yeah uh, well it's they don't list it as msg i think they call it like paprika concentrate or dehydrated paprika which is which is msg they've gotten real creative with changing uh -huh. names on stuff yeah, no, yeah. no bpa but it's got yeah. bps <laughs> yeah right yeah so yeah panda express is is it's like the absolute worst i'm sure there's some other ones i'm just not aware of uh somebody asked me how's white castle and i live on the west coast we're not white castle here so yeah, i don't I know I mean, okay, so I was shocked by McDonald's, uh, but like they really do create high quality meat. So, so like that's, that's what I'm going after, but it's so easy. And it's also when you practice time restricted eating and you're ketogenic, you're not hungry. So let's say I, I have a flight to, um, you know, India stop over in uh, like Austria or Germany or something like that. Austria and Germany have the worst airport food. It's unbelievable. All they have is chocolate pastries and beer. Yeah. Like all things that I would punch someone in the face if they tried to force me to eat it. 
Yeah. Or drinking. Yeah. Just trash. So I'll just do a 48 hour fast. Just not eat anything. Just sit there and watch everybody get fatter. If you're enjoying this episode of Biohacking Secrets, you're going to love Wellness Force Radio Podcast. This is Josh Trent, and I've spent the past 16 years as a trainer, researcher, and facilitator discovering the physical and emotional intelligence so humans can thrive in our modern world. I've been spotlighted in major wellness media outlets such as Onnit, SealFit, Spartan, and PaleoFX. And every week with guests like Aubrey Marcus, Paul Check, Dave Asprey, Gretchen Rubin, Dr. Kelly Brogan, and many more world-class leaders, we explore this space between the knowing and the doing so we can live our life well. This is a global collective. Wellness Force is dedicated to mastering physical and emotional intelligence. And from over 300 episodes, I've created a free gift for you that'll change your life in 21 minutes a day. It's called the Morning 21. This M21 wellness guide has six science-based morning practices scientifically proven to give you more energy to let go of old weight. Click over to wellnessforce.com forward slash M21, get your free guide and subscribe to the Wellness Force radio podcast so you can discover the best of the best in emotional and physical intelligence that'll support you to live your life well. Last uh, carnivore related question for selfish purposes. Do you ever do any of the raw, like the steak tartare or anything like that? Because I'm thinking, I'm just yeah. going over mental objections and I'm like, because ah, a lot of times I'm busy. I don't have time to cook a steak every night, um, but I could do that a few times a week. Do you, do you ever do any of that? What's, what are some of the easy hacks for carnivore? So raw meats, like it, it's something I won't recommend. Because of parasites? Well, the reason we cook meat is not necessarily the parasites because healthy animals wouldn't have parasites. It's because as soon as the animal dies, it no longer has uh, an immune system. So it can host bacteria on the outside. But basically you sear the outside of it. Like, so I, I eat my steak pretty rare. So it's raw on the inside, but it's the outside you you really want to take care of so now when people have sushi sushi is very carefully cut so the exterior of the fish is thinly cut so the new layer that's exposed to air doesn't have time to host any sort of bacteria or at least that's the plan and then they cut it and put it put in your sushi that's part of the reason why sushi is expensive because they can't just like throw it in the fridge and say, eh, we'll serve it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Anything, anything that's cut up and it's exposed to air, it's either going in someone's mouth or they're throwing it away. So, uh, with steak tartare, if you're at a restaurant that does that and they're good at it, awesome. I would not do that at home. Just, I mean, unless like, it was bought and packed in a way where that was its purpose, but I wouldn't just buy a raw steak and, or thaw one out and just say, I'm just going to chop this up and eat it like breakfast cereal. Yeah. Okay. That makes complete sense. Well, uh, Dr. Jakewish, I am am committed to using X3 bar properly through the end of the year. My goal. I'll save you new videos. You're going to love them. That'd be great. I'm all over it. And my commitment to you and our listeners is that I'd like to put on 10 pounds of muscle without going up in body fat at all. Um, 
preferably before December 31st, maybe a little bit tight, but I feel like that's, that's possible, especially because I haven't been as heavy in the lifting and just two workouts, as you described per week with the right nutrition and, uh, and possibly even layering in carnivore could get there. So for those of you guys that are listening, if, if you also would like to put yourself in a position to add 20 pounds of muscle over the next six months, you're willing to do the work because it is, it is hard work. This X3 bar is no joke. Even with me, not, not doing the partial reps, you can go to x3bar.com. Dr. Jaquish was kind enough to set up a discount code biohacks that will get you $50 off a complete X3 home gym. Everything that you need to be doing some of these core lifts. If you stop doing deadlifts, this can allow you to get back into it safely. If you stop doing bent over row, this can allow you to do that without risking injury to the lower back. You've got the chest press, you've got overhead press. Heaviest lifts of your life, Mm -hmm. safest lifts of your life. There it is. Triggers growth. When it comes to growing muscle, there's no getting away from heavy. Yeah. Heavy this, is the answer. And this is just a better approach. This allows you to go far heavier than you could with weights that also include momentum. And it allows you to step outside of the injury cycle. And, and, and beyond that, fortifying your bones to protect against injuries and fractures that are a real risk to all of us as we age. So if you guys want to take advantage of that, head over to x3bar.com, enter discount code biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. That'll save you $50 off. Thanks to Dr. Jaquish. And Dr. Jaquish, if you have uh, a minute for a couple rapid fire questions, I'm sure some people would love to know what you're doing to stay in peak physical condition and and optimize your life. All right. What movie or book changed your life? Oh, uh, God, so many. Um, Dr. Chivago. All right. I've never seen it. I need to, I need to Are see you that. Serious? Oh yeah. It's good. Like, like you'll under, you'll understand economics at a different level. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. Aside from the X3 bar, your computer and your phone, what product can you not live without? That, that's actually Fortigen. I, I need to. <laughs> there we go. All right. Nice. And we'll link to, we'll link to Fortigen. In the Seriously, show. I'm such a minimalist, man. Like, yeah. like it's like my computer or my phone. I have a big screen in my place. Uh, you know, for watch movies, like people walk into my place and they're like, do you, do you live here? Do you like Airbnb this place? Like <laughs> I don't, I just don't screw around with distraction. You've it's just not you've a part. Used, uh, Marie Kondo's life-changing magic of tidying up and gotten rid of everything you don't. Like. Uh, yeah, like people look in my closet and it's just like, like, you sure you live here? Like, do you live in like some other place? Like, yep. no, I just if I use it, I keep it. If I don't use it, it's gone. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what does what does the start of your day look like? Whatever you would consider your morning routine, like the first one to two hours. What are some of the key things that you get in there that you found to help with your performance? Mm, uh, I like shaving my head first thing in the morning. Uh, I always feel like uh, Colonel Kurtz, though I don't, I don't, I don't do it with just a. Uh, what does he do it with? Like a hunting knife. Head. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. I was picturing the guy. I was picturing the guy from Predator, but now I know who you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, Marlon Brando on Apocalypse Now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's badass. We need a guy like that. Actually, I think we have a guy like that in the White House. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wake up, 
shave. Uh, when do you do your training? Great question. I like doing it around one or two in the afternoon. Yeah. I just notice that like I, it just takes me a little bit to get going. Um, uh, a, a recent change. I made a really cut back on the amount of caffeine mm-hmm. I have. I realized that it's a great jump start of the day, but it's something you don't really need all day. So I think yeah. people have a habit of keeping caffeine in their, in their diet, like all day long. I used to have 1200 milligrams of caffeine mm-hmm. in a, in a day. And that's a lot. And so I recently cut that to like somewhere between like 500, 600. And it's just right at the beginning. So mm-hmm. like I'll have, I'll have some caffeine. I'm, I'm actually working on another coffee replacement product. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, going to be, I think it's going to be awesome because it'll be hydrating instead of dehydrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll also have a couple other things which will, uh, enact, uh, it'll, it'll really help jumpstart your day as much, much more than caffeine. Sort of like nice. workout coffee replacement kind of thing. When you think like the coffee bean extracts, all the oils, yeah, yeah. like you need the benefits of coffee. So, so, uh, have caffeine at the beginning of the day, uh, shave, you know, then, then I'm just out the door. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, I, uh, First, first few minutes of the day, like my, my commute to the office is uh, pretty quick, but uh, I, my neighbors hate me because my Lamborghini is real loud. <laughs> but I got to say, like when I hear that, that exhaust backfire, it just makes me just so pumped up for the day. Oh, that's got to be a great feeling. <laughs> I've never driven a Lambo before. Uh, yeah. I've heard it, it's great. Yes, yes. Rent one. Go to Vegas. Yeah. And, and yeah, just go through the Red Canyon. Uh, That's a great idea. Oh, it is like, I mean, I think it's like maybe $1,000 for like 24 hours. But ah, it's no brainer. It's all worth it. That, that's yeah. what convinced me to do it because I had just kind of driven other people's Lamborghinis and Ferraris and stuff like that. And it's someone, someone else's car, like you're really careful with it and you're kind of nervous. You're like, oh, God, I'm driving like a $300,000 car. Yeah. Um, rent one you get a little more comfortable with it and uh yeah i took one through the red canyon just like okay now i understand why this is so expensive and all right i'm making that commitment as well i'm also going to be renting a lamborghini and taking it for some for a test drive yeah and, and the best part about it is it's great for the brand because i put the lamborghini in advertisements mm-hmm. and people they're scrolling through the internet and they stop they're like, well, Lamborghini, what's going on here? And yep. so, you know, I'm driving down the road, tearing down the road. And then I stop at like a Vista point, And then I just, you know, bang on an X3 workout. And then I'm, I'm off in 10 minutes. Oh, uh, so like, I love it. Yes, dad. Like, <laughs> that is a great you know, I've done a couple different versions of that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. So it, it, it actually helps because people stop when they see that. Yeah. Like it's like you see an exotic car and it just makes people stop. It's a huge pattern interrupt. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 that's, that's and something that's, that's rare and exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've had a tremendous amount, last rapid fire question, but tremendous amount of business success partnering with Tony Robbins, Osseo strong X three bar. You've got some of the people that I mentioned earlier who are now using this without endorsements. They're using it because, because it gets some results. Mm-hmm. What one shift in mindset, 
has had the biggest positive impact on your success? Mm. I'm going to give you two. All right. Bonus. Number one, never focus on things you can't do anything about. Most people piss away their time focused on things they cannot affect. Like the mental capital people uh, spend sort of, let's say, bitching about politics. Mm -hmm. Like total waste of time. You can't do anything about it other than vote or make a ton of money and support a candidate. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, that's an example of a total waste of time. But in, in business, in, in like, I don't, here, here's another thing, like, uh, you know, troll comments. So the fitness industry, uh, it's, it's a, it, it is attractive to some narcissists, very, very visual, very, hey, look at me uh, type. And yeah, exactly. You know, these, these guys, like, they, yeah. It's, it, it attracts those people, but also narcissism, you know, being happy with your physique is great, but being obsessed with it and being sort of uh, uh, hyper jealous of anyone who has something better than you uh, is, is really what I see the most of in the fitness industry. And you see people who are like, 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 for example, the steroid comment. I get a steroid comment and I'm like, really? Like, I'm 220 pounds. Like, there were athletes before steroids existed that were of my composition. So why would I be accused of that? Uh, there are plenty of athletes that I know that do not do that and never have done that. Um, but ultimately, like Testosterone Nation, they, they had one of their writers make the best comment I've ever read, which is people will say, anyone who's bigger than me is on steroids. Anyone who's smaller than me doesn't train hard. <laughs> right. it's, oh, it's so true. Like, or, or they've just been training like crap because of all the issues that we discussed earlier and their nutrition is probably pretty bad too. Mm -hmm. And they can't be, hold themselves accountable and say, maybe I could be doing something better. Maybe I should listen to Dr. Jake, or maybe I should pay attention to my nutrition. Maybe I should listen to Dr. Baker. Mm -hmm. uh, like there, there are, instead of, instead of absorbing information, they look for excuses to say uh, to, to themselves. Or here's an example. I was at a Vegas pool before I put on this 45 pounds of muscle. So I was, this is when I was a normal person. I was just at, at a bar at a Vegas pool and there's a guy standing there with his girlfriend and he was about my size, just an average little dude. And he was explaining like how, like all the guys who were like big and muscular at the pool. Um, I think this was like, uh, in the, the encore. So it was like one of the kind of higher end, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of good looking people that hang out there a lot of in shape guys, uh, they, they love the pool scene because, you know, they get to have the shirt off and he's looking at them. So this guy's telling his girlfriend that all these guys are, they're all taking steroids. They're all going to like die next year, like a heart attack or something like that. And, and I'm just like listening to this guy and keep in mind, like I'm, I'm one of the editors of the journal of steroids and hormonal science. 
which is actually a medical journal about treating disease, not about, you know, cheating at sports at all, but uh, that's still a thing in medicine. So, so it's like, I know quite a bit about this. And I'm, so I'm sitting there and I'm listening to what this guy has to say. And I start smiling, like I'm laughing, but I'm just completely eavesdropping on this conversation. And I wasn't going to interrupt the guy because basically what, what he notices is his girlfriend is highly attracted. And these guys are in incredible shape and he's trying to say, Oh yeah, they're all cheating. They're all, you know, it's, all going to die or whatever. And so like, I'm, I'm laughing to myself and I kind of glance over and I see her looking right at me and she starts laughing too. And I just turn my back and walk away. And you know, the guy's like, well, who, who are you laughing with? What, what are you laughing at? Like, like he's so offended. It just, it just, these, these are like the internet commenters. Yeah. They just can't come to grips with the fact that they haven't figured out how to do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So instead of, doing more research, trying to learn more, they're just going to kick and scream like jealous children. And so reason I bring this up, I don't spend one second reading troll comments. I have a staff that deals with all of it. Just, I have no idea what they say. I don't care what they say. It's all stupid. It's all jealousy. It's all jealousy based. You're you're paying attention to what you feed your mind with. You know, like, and, and they're mad, you know, they're mad for a number of reasons. They're mad because somebody's in better shape than they are. They're mad because somebody's selling a product. Uh, you know, they don't want anyone else to be successful because they're not. Uh, so it's just, it's, uh, you know, like, like there's, there was a great study a couple of years ago, a psychology study that said the people who identify as socialists, they're not socialists because they expect to get any financial gain out of socialism they just want to do damage to people who are more successful than they are. That's the motivation. It's the, the crabs in the bucket analogy. I like the crabs can't get out, even though there's no lid because the other ones from the bottom, grab them with their claws and pull yep. them down. Yep. Yep. That's, yeah. that's what that mentality is. Crabs in a bucket. And that's, that's what a lot of these internet commenters are. So oh, that, that right there, just like not even paying attention, like, and there are people who walk up to me like at a conference and I'm like, well, wow, you and I had a conversation on the line. I'm like, no, we didn't. You weren't talking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you were talking to an automated process that was pulling from a 25 page FAQ document <laughs> uh, that might have answered some questions. If you still use profanity, it just banned you. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. I mean, those are two great things and it's, it's worth investigating. Like where are we wasting energy on things that we have no control over? That's an important, that an important right. question. And then it's eight. So just, you know, forget them. Yeah. And where um, are we not taking responsibility for our shit stuff that you know, we're blaming right. on other people or we're saying, you know, whatever, just because that person's achieved something I haven't been able mm-hmm. to achieve that they're cheating. It's, it's a very disempowering mindset, whether or not it's accurate. It's not a place you want to come from. All right. But, now I got my second thing. Yeah. My second thing is never ever lose your temper or emotionally respond in business. Never. Because no, no one ever said, wow, I really blew up and ripped somebody's head off in that meeting and I really got ahead. Yeah. No one has ever said that ever. So absolute 
non-emotion, pure logic. How do you translate that into practice? Because you strike me as a guy who doesn't take shit from anybody and could, if you didn't have that reined in, pop off. How do you catch those moments and interrupt and slow things back down? I think it's part of like, uh, I was really active in my fraternity and in undergrad. And, me too. Uh, and then, and then, well, fraternity. Fight Delta Theta at I'm University of Illinois. I'm going to say, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. I even have my uh, my letters branded on my arm. I don't know. Oh, hardcore. Yeah, I can yeah. see. <laughs> uh, very, very serious fraternity. Yeah. Uh, awesome, awesome chapter. I had. Yeah, it's one of the best um, things I ever did. Totally. Um, so my fraternity and then, uh, I got to know a lot of people who like went to uh, boarding school in the United Kingdom and, uh, both sort of experiences really teach you how to motivate when you don't pay anybody, you know, when you're in a fraternity, you got to motivate people. You don't pay them and you can't fire them. Mm-hmm. How do you get your fraternity brothers to do, uh, an incredible amount of charity work? Mm-hmm. The only capital you have is pride. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to, so whether it's a vendor I'm dealing with or my team or, or whatever, it's, it's talking about the vision, talking about how many people we're helping, talking about what this means going forward, changing the world of sports performance, absolute world changing. So it, it's, it's the matter of if somebody comes at me and they're angry and they want to like, whatever, like this, this is trying to get me to emotionally respond. This is part of the reason I don't deal with the trolls. It's just, they're just noise. Like just whatever. Like somebody comes at me with some sort of aggression and I'll just sit there and look at them like, or I'll just look, kind of look right through them. You know, as soon as they're done yelling, I'll be like, what? Like, I didn't pay attention to that because that was nonsense. Just being, being non-reactive. Yeah. Don't react. Act. Don't react. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that's another way to put that. And, 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 and what, I, what I noticed is my friends who uh, uh, went, to, went to boarding school in the United Kingdom, um, they really teach that, that sort of stoicism mm-hmm. that you just – just don't emotionally respond mm-hmm. because it never yields anything great. This is true in relationships too. Oh like yeah. You have a girlfriend and you know, she's pushing your buttons to try and get a response. You blow up on her and then she's like, Oh, you were mean to me. You know, yeah. I, I, so, that doesn't work with me. So somebody's being, somebody's with me and they're being a pain in the ass. It's just like, okay, you done. Yeah. That's great. It's, it's not giving away yeah. your power. Right. Or, Cause I'm uh, not playing this game. Like I'm yeah. not going to be manipulated. We yeah. emotionally respond. It's impossible to be manipulated. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just, I just think that as a, it's kind of a philosophy. It's, it's great. And it's strange because I am tell I'm a very excited guy. I like, uh, I, beyond like, I love the two things I invented. And, and uh, I'm excited about sharing that. Uh, like there's, there's women where, wherever I go, there's older women, postmenopausal women who come up to me and they're like, you saved my life. Like I thought I was going to die from this bone dysfunction. And now I have normal bone density like this. And you know, like, I, I'm super excited and emotional in, in sharing the positive stuff. But when it comes to the negative stuff, 
just shut it down. Yeah. It's just not there. That's great. That's a great, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. So Dr. Jake, which thank you so much guys that are listening and enjoying this episode and women too, uh, go to x3bar.com, enter discount code biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. They'll save you $50 on a complete home gym. It's a tool that I'm using and loving right now. And I'm about to start doing it properly, which is going to be real exciting for what's to come in the next few months. Dr. Jake, which thank you so much for spending time with us today, for sharing your awesome. wisdom and for innovating an industry that that needed a way for people to get stronger to keep their bones more resilient and to also prevent some of the injuries that can take us out of this fitness game absolutely appreciate you thank you brother what's up guys anthony here and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the biohacking secrets show one of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities, and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc., high cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. Most of the year, this program's full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together. 